Good evening, Schweitz. Are you good doing evening. okay? Is everything good? Yeah. Just everything pleasant day? Pleasant day. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Jeanette, yeah. are, you, are you doing okay? Everything I'm great? good. <laughs> I'm good, guys. <laughs> I thought that's how it was to go. I have no one else to pass the baton on to. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? Let's get right to it. You want to do that? Sure. Why not? Sure. Welcome to Midweek Menches. I'm your host, Matt Santini, this week. Delighted to be joined by a fellow Midweek Mensch, Schweitz, up in Canada. Hello, Schweitz. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing just splendid, and I hope you are, too. And also joining us tonight, uh, Allie's away. We need to get that female touch in and uh, the second half of a little home and home. Jeanette, welcome and thanks for being with us this week. It's nice to be with you guys uh, once again. Um, this is like my third or fourth appearance on Midweek Mentions, so glad to be here. Yeah, and I enjoyed spending some time with you on your podcast. Uh, is it Laughter the Club? It, yes, it, it was. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It was kind of a random <laughs> occurrence. Last Friday night, I was just sitting there scrolling, and lo and behold, there was a Zoom link, and so clicked on it, and away we went and had a fun time. At least I did. I don't know if anybody listening cared or had a good time with it or not. And, you know, last week, I was by myself. I got a lot of good feedback for that. I appreciate everybody's supportive comments with that, but I have to tell you, it's much nicer to be able to have the two of you tonight to get kind of back to what we typically do. And if you hadn't told, I haven't been able to figure it out on the front end of this, we've done some uh, excessive welcomes and greetings as we've gotten into the podcast tonight. And Schweitz, I know that was one of the things that you wanted to talk about on this particular podcast is uh, stuff from Wednesday's show where they talked about greeting people every day. Yeah. So I have been around, you know, all types of people, you know, people that just sort of say, go through the motions, you know, the, you know, live in the dream, you know, that's always the response at work. But I have also worked with somebody who, if you ask them how their day is, they will, they will tell you in about 10 minutes in detail, everything as he was my manager. Um, we also were on the phone a lot in a closed office. So anybody he called, they would say, hi, how are you? And he would tell them the same story. So I was hearing about this person's day over and over again, all day to the point where we, everybody in the office could recite, you know, what he was doing. And I was just wondering, has anybody had that kind of experience with uh, pleasantries before? Absolutely. I think it's part of, um, you know, working in an, in an office environment or just the distinct personalities that people fall into where you do have, like they were saying, the very chipper, good morning. Um, and then, you know. They also happen to be the goodbye. I hope everyone had a great day at work today. You know, it's just like, uh huh. Um, or the, the overly exuberant, it's a holiday. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve, those kinds of people. And then, of course, the, I, I don't know if they're like saltier curmudgeons, but I think it's no one in their life cares what is going on in their life so it's like i'm just gonna bear my soul to whomever asks and i'm gonna tell them this is what's going on and sometimes you you can 
fall in, be very compassionate. You're, you get sucked into the story. It's like, oh my gosh. And other times it's just like, here she comes. How do I hide? I'm going to sneak into this cubicle or run into the bathroom. You know, you know what? Today, it's worth it being five minutes late so I don't have to have the conversation with Shelly about, you know, her, her kid or whatever. This is probably going to shock both of you to no end, but I guess I'm kind of that guy. I realized that I was during this uh, the during the show today, and I do. I, I work at a radio station that also has the theater personnel in it as well. And typically, when I get to the office, uh, my admin is there, office manager, and we usually start off the morning obviously with good mornings. Hey, what'd you do last night? Everything okay? Everything you know going all right? We end up sometimes chatting for five or fifteen minutes, and then the News director may pop in to get something and she's included in, you know, hey, good morning, good to see you. But I always make it a point as I make my way back to the office, uh, if I've got a news reporter that's at his desk and he's not in the studio, I'll say, hey, good morning, Mike, how are you? And I just, again, it's part of the day. And when I've got an afternoon reporter, I will make sure that when I first see her, that I address her and recognize the fact that she's there, ask how they're doing. And the same thing on the way out. Hey, have a good night or have a good weekend. I don't know. I mean, it's not over the top. We don't get into other than me and my office manager. We don't get into too deep a discussions about what actually we did over the weekend or kind of care or deal with feelings. I would much rather be that way than the kind of person that just kind of walks in and doesn't say anything to anybody. And I'd much rather be in an environment where people kind of care and talk about it, talk with each other. And uh, fortunately, that's the kind of environment I've got. Maybe it's because I created it uh, or it's just kind of happened that way. But that's where it's where I am. Oh, did you guys ever encounter maybe somebody that told you, like, I'm not into pleasantries like that. So if you see me, I will not take it as an insult if you don't tell me good morning or acknowledge me because I'm just here to work. I don't I don't need to take 10 seconds from my day to say good morning to everybody that walks by me. Because when I used to work in the office, we had two ladies that were like that. You would just hear the smattering of good morning, good morning, dead zone. And that's where they sat. And then it picked up again because <laughs> they I, had to go in and have that conversation with everybody that walked their way. And I'm like, that just has to be like, I respect it and I get it. But wow, just you just hear like the dead zone. Like, good morning, good morning. Good morning. But that kind of has to be, it depends on the size of the office. If you're in a place where there's, 50 people. Again, in, in my personal situation, there's six or seven folks um, that are typically, you know, there or soon to be there. And, you know, then we have other people like our, our cleaning crew. We have three ladies that come by pretty much every day to do something. And, you know, we always say hello and get into a little bit of chat with that. Maybe we should be, maybe we're not as productive as we should be now that I'm saying this. But if somebody were to say to me, you know, I really don't need you addressing me every time, you know, you walk by me. I would say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's not the environment that we've got here. And I am going to talk to you and you don't have to talk back, but that's the way this is going to, this is the way this is going to go. I mean, I'm generally good at reading the room real quick. So like, you know, I can have longer conversations with some people and other people I can sort of see, you know, I'll say hello a few times, gauge them and, and go from there. And depending on how uh, close we're interacting um, but yeah, it really depends on the size of the office, the size of the operation. If it's if it's three or four people, you have time to sort of cut it up. And if if 
you know, if you're in a big space or, or something like that or different departments, you don't really want to get into that sometimes. All right. Well, we've exchanged pleasantries. We know what the pleasantries are. Do you have a specific either greeting or or departure phrase that you use or kind of lean on? No, nah, usually it's, hey, I, I mean, if it's early, like I've worked jobs where I've had to be there at 3 a.m., so then it's just grunts. Um, it just, that just depends. But I was going to ask, have you ever had a situation where you, you know, you go to just say hi to someone and expect, you know, fine, how are you just, and except then they like hit you, like uh, my dog died today, or something like that. It's like, oh, I can't away now. Like I'm, I'm stuck and have to listen to this and like, just was not expecting it. You ever had one of those? That, that happens from time to time. You just got to wear it. And you know, the other side of that, again, Johnny Pollyanna over here, uh, if somebody cares enough or is dealing with something and they need to speak to somebody and they've chosen you to do it, I kind of look at that as a, as an honor. There's a reason why it's happened while you've been kind of put in that situation. Now it's kind of bad when you've got four things on your list that you got to get done in the next 30 minutes. But yeah, I'll, I'll I wear that from time to time. I, I don't think I have a phrase, but I know that there were certain pleasantries that I'm just like, I like don't particularly care for like rise and grind person. It's like, <laughs> what are we grinding? We're not at the mill. What is that? And then, um, the, also the people that when they're leaving the office and they're going on vacation and it's like, uh, oh, and of course the, that one kind of, you will, cause like, if you're not going on vacation, you're just like, I hate you. I'm so jealous. And then of course the, uh, the happy new years at the end of the year, start of the new year. It's like after a while, it's like the, the, the C next year yeah when the calendar is going to roll over. Yeah. It's like, especially if it's like a repeat offender. You're like, hey, uh, Gretchen, you've already used that lineup like five times today. Stop. Like, go go something else or don't say anything. Like, shh. So I've got a couple that probably irritating, but ones that I just happen to use. Uh, not all the time, but occasionally. Somebody says, you know, how you doing? Us, or, you know, what's going on? I'll usually say either, well, just another day in paradise. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what are you doing? Or how's it going? I was just making the impossible look easy. <laughs> and then when I'm, when I'm leaving, I, and I do this at the end of meetings, I've kind of caught myself. Well, actually at the end of my broadcasts and at the end of council meetings, the last thing I see is stay gold. And there's a few <laughs> reasons for that, that I won't get into, but obviously it's the, you know, stay gold pony boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father. I need a soda pop right uh, now. At the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also use uh, a phrase. Uh, let's go, or I just say, let's go make the world a better place, which, you know, is a little bit cheesy, but it's also got some, you know, at the end of our rotary club meetings or, you know, there's a group of us that have met about something. It's like, all right, well, let's go make the world a better place. My father used to say, and this will segue us into the next topic, but my father would used to say, see you around like a donut. My mother absolutely hated that phrase. Uh, when I first became mayor, I used that as my, as the last thing I said after we adjourned. And kind of in tribute to him. And then I was like, yeah, I can't really do that anymore. But ironically enough, it was the last words that he spoke to me. The last time we spoke on the phone before he passed was he was having a good day that day. And he said, see you around like a donut. So that kind of uh, will always stick with me and it'll always be a, 
a really good remembrance. And again, it's also funny because my mother used to absolutely hate that phrase. I don't know where he came up with it. I haven't heard anybody else say it and it's not really all that clever or catchy or anything, but uh, we did have father's day this past weekend. And Jeanette, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about that. They were kind of laying it out. Um, I think I'm not just last week's show towards the tail end, but on the Greg Cody show. And then today about passing the baton, father to son, new father to grandfather. And it's like, when does Father's Day become my day? And when does my dad, who is now a grandfather, when does it kind of end for him? Because I don't know if this is just a... This this these situations were tough because we know that Mike and Chris Cody's dads are look at me Louise <laughs> and they love to be the center of attention regardless of what is going on. So they do take exception to not being the center of attention when it's someone else's birthday or there's other fathers to be celebrated. So when does that period happen? Do, do you know, like me, or when it was you and your dad, like, did, did you have an audible passing of the baton or a ceremonial or a symbolic? I don't think that they're really, and this is what's kind of bizarre to me with the whole conversation. Both, first of all, you're right. Both Chris's dad and, and Mike's dad are very short on self-awareness and very high on self-absorption, which I find comical, but also it, really frustrating. And to me, it's Mike's story that he recounted about his dad showing up an hour late or excuse me, an hour and a half late it, it, to me, that's really inexcusable. Okay. So is it better to show up an hour and a half late with an orchid and a bottle of wine or to be on time with a pineapple? Ooh, for a birthday, would, as a birthday present. I would say on, on, on time, time with, with a pineapple. pineapple. Absolutely. <laughs> when you're, when you're dealing with a two-year-old hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've pretty much, if you're supposed to be, and and guess what, there's this new invention, it's called the cell phone. And if you're going to be late for something, the very least you can do is you can call or text and say, Hey, run a little behind, ran into some trouble, not feeling, make something up. I, you know, have, I got to go home and change my underwear. Something that kind of says, you know, that I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm going to be late, but to show up, 90 minutes after the fact and behave that way. I, I again, I take a whole lot of umbrage to that. Uh, as far as passing the baton, I only had, I guess, one father's day when my dad was, was around with, and I was a father. So I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think you could celebrate everybody. I still, I'm fortunate enough. I still have a father-in-law that I'm very close with. And so you know, we go up there and celebrate him. And then when I'm home, you know, after that we celebrate, you know, I'm always treated very well by my wife and daughter. And so I don't, again, to say that you can't celebrate both people seems a little bit bizarre to me. Schweitz. Yeah. We always celebrated, you know, both people in my situation We're we're about six hours from my dad. So we, uh, we don't really do much. We don't really do much in general, but we're not opposed to doing stuff for, for both, you know, at least get a card or, or whatnot. I mean, my dad doesn't really, like, my dad just wants to see his grandkids. He, that's, <laughs> he, he doesn't care what we do. So once, uh, once, once you have children, that's it. It's the golden child. It's like, well, we don't really care about seeing you anymore. We we'll just bring the kid over. Yeah. But they know I'm the access to the kids since they're, uh, you know, in a different country. So 
they're actually we're going to see them this weekend. So that'll be nice. Oh, fantastic. I also thought in Mike's particular case, he was putting himself in a lot of unnecessary stress because in uh, Latin cultures, we have our own separate mothers and father's days. Maybe for his that he could be like, we're either doing Cuban father's day or, you know, Dominican father's day. I know his mom was Dominican. I think his dad is Cuban. Um, Cause it doesn't have to be that Sunday that, you know, Americans typically they could, celebrate. They could, they could celebrate on Thanksgiving for his mom. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that one. Uh, how about just rolling right past that, Jeanette? Yeah. I, I just thought that it would have been easier maybe just kind of like from now on, the family rule is this. Or, you know, his, his his wife is Greek. Is there a Greek Father's Day? Like, we'll do it then. But then he might be like, I don't want to share with your father-in-law. Well, and again, he's he's a young father. and But at the same time, it's his wife's birthday. So they're mixing it together. And, you know, perhaps the thing to do would have been, hey, dad, we're going to be celebrating my wife's birthday today. And let's get together next weekend and do Father's Day or let's let's do it on Saturday. You know, you just kind of adjust it. But at the same time, I'm sure Mike's wife isn't upset about sharing a day. I mean, it's, you know, it's a birthday. And when you're an adult, it's not like when you were a kid. But again, it's the simple lack of courtesy to be an hour and a half late for anything, knowing that there's a meal that's being planned for you or, you know, there, a meal that's being planned that you're supposed to be eating at and that there's a young kid that's involved too, that, you know, toddlers are not very flexible when it comes to mealtime. No. And uh, Mike and his wife have been together so long, like she knows how his dad is. She knows, you know, his quirks and the problematic parts of his personality. So I'm sure she can at this point knows how to, to roll with the punches. Cause if she didn't, yeah, he wouldn't be in their lives at all. Probably. <laughs> and also, you know, like he said on the show, her birthday will frequently fall on father's day around that time. So she might be one of those people that because that occurrence has happened so often in her life, she, like you said, she makes that accommodation. She knows, you know what, sometimes I'm going to share and it's going to be my day and a father figure's day. So why am I going to be pouty and, and, you know, be the lesser person? I'm just going to be like, it's more things to celebrate. So let's celebrate. Let's have fun. Well, again, it comes down to common courtesy with me. And, uh, and again, I don't see the real high bar in having to honor more than one dad in a day. Like I said, the bar for that is not very high. All right, we're going to uh, change. You're, you're, you're also somebody who could just make a proclamation to uh, to honor the, the father-in-law or yourself, even. That's you that's to. a good, that's a very good point. Ooh, I can just yeah. proclamation you, style. You, you, should, you should make a proclamation for, for Mike Ryan for, for Father's Day, and then there, it's covered. Put it on the marquee and tweet it out. We could have a Mike Ryan day. Any better chance he comes to Cartersville than... Billy, Billy, I feel pretty comfortable saying Billy will be back, but I don't know. I don't know that Mike would want to come here for the first time. Can you promise him a a cowboy hat? He loves cowboy hats. Oh, uh, well, we are, we are the home of the Booth Western Art Museum. I think you get a chance to brag here. Uh, Cartersville has three Smithsonian affiliated museums in, in the city. And the next smallest city in the country that has three Smithsonian affiliated museums is Baltimore, Maryland. 
Cartersville is a little bit smaller than Baltimore, Maryland. We've got over 20,000, just a little bit over 20,000 residents. So, but one of those museums is the Booth Western Art Museum. And so it's the largest uh, Western art museum east of the Mississippi. And uh, we also have the TELUS Science Museum, and we just opened up the Savoy Automotive Museum. And I say we, the company I work for is a private foundation. Uh, there's a public side that uh, that operates those. So those are not funded by the city in any way. Uh, they're publicly funded, the museums are. so. But I digress. Let's get to some of the things that uh, caught my fancy today. Uh, one of the things I'll point out, not really up for discussion, but I don't know if you heard it when Stu was talking about the Golden State Warriors, the NBA champions, and talking about people, you know, spiking the football and, you know, there's no way to win. But his line was, it was almost like, trust me, don't trust me, or I'm not going to apologize for that. Act like you should have done it before because you should have and you didn't. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like, well, go ahead and win one. Well, now I've won one. Well, you should have done it before. And so you shouldn't be excited about it because, again, act like you should have done it before because you should have and you didn't. So There's no possible way to win that. Yeah, he falls into these things sometimes so beautifully. And, I mean, uh, Dead Show Week, uh, Dead and Company, uh, uh, you know, tour. <laughs> but also, it's like, he really is sticking to the fact that they, in all their run, they should have been perfect. They shouldn't have, he, they shouldn't have lost to LeBron's um, Cavaliers or to Toronto. They should be... What six and zero as well, uh, something like that, or eight and zero? It's some it's some crazy number that if they would have done it, and look, if they would have matched or exceeded Jordan's Bulls, there would still be a lot of stuff thrown at them. They would, you know, he would never give them the full credit because of the KD years and is Kerr a good coach and all that stuff. So, like enough already. They won. It doesn't matter how how they won. Like like they won, and also off of their their team petty like post tour say whatever you want and next year they're probably gonna like bring up that clip draymond or somebody and they're just gonna throw it in your face so like talk whatever you want to talk at the end they're gonna get the last laugh absolutely well i'll this will be a good old-fashioned radio tease a podcast tease if you will coming up uh gonna have a list of names of athletes who have uh, bird names and who were not mentioned during the discussion of that earlier. But before we get to that, I've got a few other things that I want to clean up a few. I've got a couple of theories on things that were said or comments uh, based on those. Chris was talking about uh, going to that wedding of his neighbors today and was talking about yelling across the parking lot and yelling big day. And they thought he was saying, you're late. Well, let's say, for instance, that he he was yelling your later. That was what was construed as they're going. He's yelling at it, a woman while she's going in for her wedding. We do know that sometimes people get married out of certain necessities versus that. What if she is maybe three weeks, three months pregnant and they're getting married because of it? And he's yelling across the parking lot. You're late. So she's probably going, oh, dear God, he knows who told him. Or how can he tell her? I got a little baby bump going. I just thought that would have been a very, there were a lot of uncomfortable moment conversations this week on the show. And I thought that that perhaps might've been included uh, a nice little twist on that, on the you're late sort of thing. Uh, Moving on. Mad dog Russo made a comment about having a, 
uh, burr in his butt. And I thought it was kind of funny that they didn't really, they had to look up what a burr was. But the saying is typically a burr under your saddle, which if you were a cowboy and a burr, if you're going through brush and a burr got under the saddle, either it would be rubbing you, but if it got underneath the saddle between the the saddle and the horse, you can imagine how uncomfortable that would be to have a burr uh, under a saddle while you're trying to walk and having that rub that horse, especially because you're sitting on top of that saddle and kind of pressing down on it. So that was the expression. I think Mad Dog uh, said he had a burr up his butt because Delta did not fly uh, enough planes. But here's the big one, guys, before we get to uh, the bird names, and hopefully you'll have some to augment, but I don't know that you will. Do talked about the Thorpe bird, right? And said it with so much confidence. I got it immediately. Well, you know, one of the benefits of being the elder member of the podcast, uh, Lauer After Hours podcast family, is some of the references and things that are thrown when they're going old, old school stuff. I get it because it's, it touches on my lifetime and my hours, my years of awareness. Stu meant thorn birds. And you might be going, what are the, what are thorn birds? There was a novel that was made into a movie in 1983 and it was a very popular uh, series. It was, I don't know if it wasn't a movie. I think it was a television series that ran uh, in March. It was a limited run series that starred Richard Chamberlain, Rachel Ward and Barbara Stanwyck. For those of you that don't know Barbara Stanwyck, if you're watching Looney Tunes cartoons, the only reason I know who Barbara Stanwyck is, is there was a cartoon when Bugs Bunny was holding his hands over the ice, snuck up on Elmer Fudd and covered his eyes. And he says, guess who? And Elmer Fudd says, Bob was Stanwyck. But anyway, it was a very popular theory series. And I can assure you that's the only logical explanation is he thought he's heard the term thorn birds before and got it confused with thorp birds thoughts. That is as close to plausible as it could possibly get. So you could argue this case in court for him and that would be his possible makes sense. I went and I looked it up because I was like, maybe there is a thorp bird. Who knows? You know, there's so many birds. We don't know. So when this person tweeted, um, earlier about the searches for Thorpe bird and how it was high in three states, New York, Florida, and California. So I'm like, Hey, I did it for California. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. But I I saw various birds and I was like, they all kind of just look like a little finch to me. Cause I I just wanted to make sure. And cause in the past, when Stu Gods has delivered a list or something like this, I will stop the podcast and I will go along and I will go and look up what he's saying to see, okay, what is the source? So obviously, ThorpeBirds.com must have been out of order. It, like uh, I didn't accept cookies, so I couldn't see the results. Uh, <laughs> and, and so this time it, it kind of came up with like a bunch of stuff that I was like, I guess it's inconclusive. I don't know. I can't read this right. So I'm like, okay, maybe it is or it isn't. It's like, hmm. but like they well, said, they were, they were going to ask Ron and hope that he might know what it was. And he texted him and found out today that Ron had no idea what it was. So that kind of closes the book on that one. All right. I'll wrap up 
uh, with this, and again, this is the much ballyhooed list that I'm sure everybody has been waiting for. These are names of people, of, of athletes whose names include the names of birds. Again, a topic that was brought up for discussion that led to the Thorpe bird. That was actually during the weekend observations. Uh, on the list, and, but well, un- ineligible to make the list, by the way, Otis Birdsong, former NBA player, although he has bird, I mean, birdsong, but it's not really named after a bird. Uh, Mark the Bird Fidrich, a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. I don't know why I've got him not eligible, but Marlon Bird, who played for the Pirates, uh, the Phillies, and actually went to Georgia Tech and went to my alma mater, Sprayberry High School, and also did some bad things when he was at Georgia Tech. So we'll move on from there. Chris the Birdman Anderson is not eligible uh, for this list. Nor is Parakeet Cortez, but I did, want to mention, I did want to mention Parakeet because he's, well, he's, I, as far as I know, he's not a professional athlete, but he is an important part of the Levitard family and worthy of, of mentioning. And I think he still thinks the Heat are going to win this year's NBA title. He, All right. He, so making he does the list, a lot of, uh, he does own a lot of jerseys. He does. Uh, on the list, Robin Yount, kind of surprised they didn't mention him. Starling Marte. Ooh. Former Marlin. Tony Hawk. Whoa. Lynn Swan. Oops. Professional golfer Ian Baker Finch. Oh. I would I would have gone with Jenny Finch for that last one. Okay. Well you, you can do Softball that. Softball legend. There you go. Ian Eagle, who's not necessarily an athlete, but is one of the best, if not the best, play by play guys in the game. Goose Gossage. And I concluded my list with former uh, reliever Jeff Parrott. And again, that goes back to old school baseball. Y'all are like, who the heck is that? So those are the only names I was able to come up. Hopefully, uh, if you're out there, I don't know if you guys have any that uh, you've got to add. And judging by the looks on your faces, neither one of you do. Uh, I only have one. All right, go ahead. It just came to me. It's a former NBA um, announcer, you know, voice of the team. And it was Chick Hearn. Oh, good one. So Outstanding. But sports tangent, you know, it's not an athlete, but, you know, it is it is sports. 76ers uh, voice, right? I remember I'd hear him in the back when Moses Malone was uh, Malone. Is that him or is that somebody else? I think it might be somebody else because I said Lakers. Never mind. It is the Lakers guy. <laughs> Never mind. It was a great impersonation of whoever that guy is who used to be for the 76ers. I can, I can assure you of that. But yeah, it's Lakers chick Hearn. All right. I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there's anyone like any old MLB pitchers named Brewster or uh or like Duck or something like that. You know, I, I cheated and I kind of looked I would look that way, but I could not find a duck or a rooster. But those were the two that I and then of course former Braves GM. Um anybody in South Florida feels who has those hard feelings towards David Sampson. I kind of touched on this last week. I don't have that frame of reference, but Frank Wren was the general manager of the Braves. And the way that some people have disdain for uh, our friend Dave, my friend, David Sampson, uh, that is the level of disdain that I have, if not more, for one Frank Wren. What what about Delvin Duck Hodges? Quarterback. Accepted. Can't do a duck. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Um, I guess another OLI is uh, from your Atlanta Braves, uh, 
World Series champion Dansby Swanson. I'll, I'll allow it. That's why I said he's kind of on the fringe. Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this edition of Midweek Mentions right there. Thank you for tuning in. And again, if you are in the mood, we've got other podcasts in the Lower After Hours family of podcasts. We've got Post Post Game and Laughter the Club. Jeanette, when can people hear more of you? It'll probably be on the next Laughter the Club and hopefully this weekend we'll have our new edition out. That usually gets put out around what-ish? Sometime during the weekend. Sometime during the weekend. Good. We Between also have Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> we have Cinema, which our buddy Beep uh, does a great job of steering the ship on most of those. And I think both, all of us here have been on at least one or two of those. Uh, an awful lot of fun with that. We also have uh, gear. Uh, com is the way to go. And Lou will weld a hat for you and get it to you or whatever else you got. A whole lot of things going on there. Jeanette, where can people find you if they want to find you? I am on Twitter at oh shit o h s i s h i d t. And Schweitz, what about you? You can find me on the Greg Cody Show. There you go. Well, very good. Uh, I'm in Cartersville. You can find me at Santini Matt. Want to thank everybody. Thank you again, Jeanette, for making time for us. Schweitz, a pleasure as always. Uh, on behalf of our midweek mentions. Uh, crew and our entire Lauer After Hours family. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time on Midweek Mentions. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.